Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Joining us now, Ryan Shiotani, the Senior Vice President and General Manager for South and Southeast Asia at BBC Studios. Now, he leads the branded services and distribution business uh, in this part of the world and in India as well. Ryan, good morning and welcome to Weekend Mornings. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning, Neil. And uh, hey, congrats! Uh, congrats on the third anniversary. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Very kind. Yeah. And, and I'm very pleased to hear, Ryan, that you have a very clear audio and visual reception. As a Brit myself, and as you are a representative <laughs> of the BBC, I would be very disappointed if you didn't. But it's very clear. You know, in you know, for us, living up to the BBC reputation is really the key to our success. So <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to. Hear I that. must tell you before we start. Mm. When I I'd been in Singapore a few years, and one of my books came out and whatever, and I was interviewed on BBC World at the studio down at uh, Beach Road, and they asked me to come back. And this is a true story to do oh. their morning radio breakfast show rundown of all the headlines, right? The major headlines. And I was paid a very, very small fee for that service. And this is a true story. I never cashed that check. I gave it to my mother and she kept it in the UK because it was a BBC check. Oh, that is a true story. That is a true story. I'm sure knowing the beep, it probably wasn't that much. It wasn't that much. No. <laughs> Well, Ryan, BBC it's, is a, yes, a public service broadcast. Indeed, so. indeed. It's, it's great to have you with us today, Ryan, because uh, the BBC, like so many others, have a, you know an OTT, over-the-top service uh, for streaming yes. and for watching content. Tell us what's been happening with, uh, with the different uh, channels that you have. Oh, we've really you know, been super busy and we have a you know, jam-packed year ahead. You know, thanks for mentioning the channels. You know, as you know, um, the BBC, is, we've been saying, I mean, it really stands for quality, for premium content. And we've got, you know, a great range of content across drama, factual, documentaries, children's programming, news, music, you know, you name it. So, I mean, it's really a unique and distinctive offering that's multi-genre. On BBC Earth, just to give you a few examples on BBC Earth, we are airing now the premiere of a series called A Perfect Planet. And that is Sir David Attenborough's latest mm. um, blue chip wildlife series it looks at you know that question of you know why out of all the planets that we know why is the earth the one planet that sustains life and this series each episode looks at you know one of the factors that has resulted in this perfect balance on the planet so it could be the oceans or volcanoes or um you know the weather the sun you know this uh, series is really the gold standard in terms of natural history content five years in the making I mean, Sir David Attenborough is really the gold standard in terms of, you know, natural history uh, content. So we're really, you know, excited about that. Um, and as usual, you know, five years in the making, cruise on every continent and amazing animal behavior. So things like, um, you know, everything from the big animals that you would expect, like elephants and tigers and so on, as well as the smaller ones, like a cryogenic frog oh. that during the winter you know, freezes, and then through the energy of the sun, defrosts wow. for the spring. Wonderful. That's yes. cool. Yes. I'm, I'm always interested in the smaller in the smaller. Um, no, it's, yeah. I mean, animals. let's be honest. Sir David Attenborough, wildlife shows, the BBC was, is, remains the gold standard. It doesn't get any better. It, it just yeah. doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it's this flawless programming, yeah. which brings me nicely to the next 
question for me, Ryan, which is we spoke to the lovely uh, Joanna Lumley just before Christmas talking about your BBC, her, oh, her BBC yeah. travel shows across Asia, which are currently airing on your channels now. Wonderful, wonderful guest. And her, and it was one of the most, I mean, back me up here, Glenn, it was one of the most positive reactions we'd ever had to an interview mm. from our social media platforms because her programs on your BBC channels are so popular in Singapore and across Asia. So my question to you is, I'm guessing the travel shows, the wildlife shows, but what are the BBC shows that resonate the most with Singaporean and Asian audiences, would you say? I think for, for Singaporean audiences, we you know, see that people come to us for really you know, quality content, meaning quality content uh, in the sense of thought-provoking well-made, um, a bit challenging as well at times or a bit complex at times because, you know, we know our audiences are, you know, up for that. I think what really works is, you know, when you have that kind of authenticity as well and it's not a cookie-cutter presenter or story. Joanna Lumley, for example, I mean, she is she is so engaging with people. Um, wherever she goes, she, you know, has that great connection and, um, you know, really shows you a side of the places that she goes and the people that live there that goes, you know, deeper than, you know, what you might see elsewhere. That's, you know, maybe just a bit more of a surface look. Mm. So yeah. I think it is really about that, you know, that premiumness and that quality and that authenticity that really works. And we have seen that, you know, it's across all genres. I think definitely during the during the pandemic, we've noticed that people... You know, because you are at home, we saw that definitely for travel series like Joanna Lumley's series, like Simon Reeves' series, um, are doing really well. We've also seen that, like on BBC Lifestyle, um, because we're at home, cooking is really popular, home improvement. So, you know, coming later this year, we have Jamie Oliver's latest uh, series. And coming in uh, August, we've got Nigella Lawson's latest series, um, Cook, Eat, Repeat. And... You know, I mean, Nigella is, you know, the way she uses adjectives to describe, like, you know, the yeah, perfect she's chocolate amazing. mousse. Yep. Yes, it's very I sensual. Mean, it's very sensual with Nigella. <laughs> so, so eloquent and mm. so, so British also, mm. I may say. Brian, <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, and, and she's, I mean, she's been amazing over the years, many years. But let's talk a little bit about regionalization or localization. What, what types yeah. of programs can we expect that would be, um, of particular interest to uh, to this part of the world, to Singapore, to you know, all across uh, Asia and into India. What's what's on what's on the docket? So, in terms of um, Asian content, uh, let me highlight uh, coming on BBC Earth, uh, premiering on the eighth of February is Great Asian Railway Journeys. So that's Michael Portillo traveling around uh, Southeast Asia uh, by train. So train journeys mm -hmm. in. Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, nice. um, and also right here in Singapore. So, I mean, of course, he goes to the iconic, uh, you know, landmarks in Singapore, like, you know, um, the Raffles Hotel. But did you know um, that also in Singapore, we have uh, the largest subterranean train depot, which services the Circle Line. So that's the Tai Seng hmm. Underground Depot. And so Michael, he visits there and as Michael well. Michael Portillo visits that. Wow. He visits that. I didn't yes. know that. He does. Indeed. A former British cabinet minister <laughs> visits the Circle Lion Depot yeah. in Singapore. That, 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 make, that just writes that, itself. I have to watch now. The, large, 
largest subterranean train depot in the world. Fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> mm. But he does actually look at sort of the, the history of, you know, railways in Southeast Asia, compares it to today, and along the way getting to know, you know, the places. Um, so that starts on the 8th of February. Fantastic. Um, and that's an interesting uh, point, um, sorry, Ryan, that, that Glenn raises, because obviously, mm. yes, you do want that local component sometimes. But then also with the BBC, I sometimes feel that, Singaporeans watch it for its Britishness. They want that yes. Nigella Lawson. They want the period dramas, the Jane Austen mm. type of feel, the, the costume dramas. It's particularly during lockdown because of you know the escapism, the, the countryside, whatever it may be. Is there an element of that in your programming choices and selections for the region? Yes, you. I mean, you're absolutely right. I think you know those three letters, you know, BBC. They do stand for. Um, you know, premium quality British content and brands. So they do come to us for, you know, for, for British presenters, British talent. Um, I, I think, you know, some, some examples of that would be, you know, like British dramas. BBC First has a selection of um, British dramas which go from the very edgy and uh, eclectic things like um, Killing Eve, which will be coming mm-hmm. back for a fourth season um, with Sandra O oh and Jodie Comer, sometime in 2021. I mean, we don't know yet because production has been delayed, but the writers' room has been finished and they are coming back. So, I mean, that's you know a really um, edgy psychological thriller, as well as you know we have um, the Pem- uh, Pembrokeshire Murders coming up hmm. uh, on BBC First on the 26th of February with Luke Evans. Um, so we've seen a lot of interest in you know these these typically well written, well acted British dramas. That's maybe a bit more on the edgy side. On the more comforting side as well, you have, you know, dramas uh, like, you know, Death in Paradise, which is shot in the Caribbean. Um, You have Midsummer Murders, which is set in, you know, a quaint English village where you have to wonder... How are there still people left? Yeah, I know. It's murdered. a standard joke, yeah. It's been going for 20 years, Midsummer Murders. It is the quaintest, most affluent, no. middle-class, small village, and there's a murder in it every single week. Every week. It is the kind of show My wife that you loves can, it. You can, you can watch, get a cup of tea, sit exactly. down, you know, curl up and watch something that's very well, mm. well done. So that Britishness is something that people audiences expect from us and that we always strive yeah. to. Before, before Glenn jumps in, there's something psychological about that because I, I write crime thrillers myself and my wife always mm. says, why can't you have nice murders like Midsummer Murders, like <laughs> Agatha Christie Murders? You know, a, a candlestick on the back of the head on a nice oak desk, that's a nice murder. People want to watch <laughs> nice murders, Glenn. It's, this is not like, this has <laughs> been proven to be true. People are more comfortable with mm. nice murders. There you go. Oh. Yes. Well, nice murders and, you know, justice is, is served at the end of each episode. And exactly. so we do have that mix. We do have mm. those very edgy, darker murder mysteries. And we do have the more, let's say, comforting nice murder yeah. uh, Ryan, series. As Ryan well. Shiatani so. is joining us, the senior vice president, uh, general manager of South and Southeast Asia for BBC Studios. Ryan, A.B. Terrence, one of our uh, regular viewers on Facebook, is asking, how does the BBC compete for audience with the likes of Netflix and Disney Plus and others as the streaming wars fight for limited eyeballs and time? That's a great – I'm sure that's a question that actually probably keeps you up at night as well sometimes. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does. Sometimes, you know, wake up in the morning and, uh, you know, it, it is something that we think about every day. But I think 
you know, for 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 us, we believe. I mean, there's room in the market for everybody, and I mean, we've been in Singapore for many years with both channels and um, SVOD services. So I think, you know, what we are finding is that it's always about providing the right content for, you know, the right audiences through the right mediums or, or, or channels. And um, I think, you know, as Neil was mentioning, um, the BBC, the brand, you know, stands for, uh, you know, very clearly for quality, for premiumness, for impartiality, for innovation. Um, so it, it's a very strong offering that we have and a unique offering. Um, and I think, you know, it's important also to mention that we are not, we're not trying to be everything to everybody. Um, I mean, I think we, you know, through um, with our team here in Singapore, we do target um, audiences in Singapore and across Asia based on the data <clears throat> that we receive. So, um, you know, we are able to tailor very well. But I think, you know, given the uniqueness of our offering, um, we're in a good position for the future. Yeah, you touched on something there that LL Tan, one of our contributors, has alluded to. You'll like this comment. The comment is, the Beeb is the objective, sane voice among the sea of politicized and vested interests financed media. That's the view. That's of a our, big statement. That's the view of our <laughs> contributor. But th- this idea of objectivity, for want of a better word, in terms mm. of, that's also important to BBC in terms of their news coverage. Uh, it has yes. been shown that during the recent American elections, various surveys have shown that people went to the BBC and other non-American news sources to get their coverage of American news. So that element must also be important to your thinking moving forward, that people go to the BBC for what they perceive to be objective news covering. Absolutely. I, you know, that, that trust and that, uh, you know, the trust from audiences and uh, that impartiality is something that is, you know, absolutely key uh, to the brand and also a big part of our DNA. I mean, the, the BBC News uh, division is separate from I know, I BBC know. Studios, mm-hmm. but across the organization um, and certainly, you know, with um, uh, our director general, Tim Davey, um, he, you know, there's an emphasis on impartiality like never before um, to be able to serve all audiences. Ryan, fantastic conversation. Thank you so much. Uh, we do have to leave it there. Ryan Shiotani, Senior VP and General Manager for South and Southeast Asia, BBC Studios. Um, uh, looking forward to seeing what comes up on BBC Earth, BBC Lifestyle, First, CB's, Brit, and BBC Player. Uh, Thanks. Okay. Yeah, thank can, you so can much. I just sure. Mention, can I just mention, Glenn, that coming up next Saturday. So again, as part of an eco season that we're doing on BBC Earth on Facebook Live, because I know a lot of your um, audiences on Facebook Live, we will be airing a documentary by David Attenborough, Extinction, The Facts, which, you know, looks at, you know, the state of human impact on the planet. Um, And that is going to be on Facebook Live. Um, People can just go to the BBC Earth Facebook page and under events, you'll see that that's next Saturday at 8.30 p.m., and that's free. That's wonderful. Fantastic. That is wonderful. Thanks. All right, Ryan, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Hope to talk to you again. All right, thank you. Thanks, guys. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.